Welcome to the show, Brain Health Unchaining Your Pain. I am delighted to be joined by the wonderful Jamie Thompson today on the show. Welcome, Jamie. Oh, thank you for having me, Ruth, and I'd like to be um, pleased to be described as wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we had a lot in common and we've got a lot to talk about, so I'm really excited to um, to get going. But for those that don't know Jamie, he's an ex-professional footballer, he's ex-Royal Navy sailor, uh, and now a successful entrepreneur in the area of sport, exercise, health and well-being and biotechnologies. He's passionate about helping people understand the easy things they can do to benefit their health. Woohoo! I think that's so important. Whilst also driving awareness of cellular health and redox biology in the UK and around the world. And I think there's so much that we have in common uh, for so many reasons. Um, so I'm really looking forward to the chat. But before we dive into your story, I'd love to know what you are passionate about in life right now. Uh, so thank you for having me firstly, Ruth, and thanks for the great introduction. Um, what I'm most passionate about, I guess, without wanting to sound too corny, is helping people. As you've described there, I, I, I have some insight to some things that um, unfortunately isn't more common knowledge in the UK, as well as a history of, of using sport and exercise, you know, for the reasons of benefiting mental health and wellness that uh, I'm very passionate about. And through the work that we do via my businesses and with social prescribing and the work I do representing a company called ASEA Redox, um, I'm aware of some things that can help a lot of people. And it's it's surprising sometimes how easy and um, you know simple these steps are that we can introduce to people's life that makes such a profound effect. So, yeah, that's where my passion lies, really wanting to help the world help the UK especially find out about these things that I want to share of course so this is a great platform to enable me to do it yeah and I think do you know I think it's so important because although we're kind of awash with information uh, you know in the digital age often people aren't aware of the opportunities that they can take to enhance their well-being outside the the traditional framework of the NHS like we have here in the UK or the the system that they have in the states and I think it's so important that we do raise awareness as to how we can empower other people to really uh, not only improve but really optimize their health and well-being particularly you know I'm super love the emerging um, desire for social prescribing and 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 using the community to help people really enhance their their performance or enhance their well uh, health and well-being so i'm really excited to dive into this conversation particularly in the context of this emerging technology redox um, which is fascinating um but before we really start what for you is optimal brain health in the context of your life's journey I would say it's a really good question. And um, obviously, as we've alluded to, there's, I guess, many ways that you could look at this. For me, it's it's the sharpness. You know, for me, I, I've always, having, you know, a background in sport and now obviously business, there is an element of, you know, being on the ball that I, I need and I appreciate. And I have experienced, you know, in my life, you know, the... The lack of that, if you like, the, the the fogginess, if you like, the less 
clarity of thought. I, I, I'm aware of certain dietary changes and things or environmental factors that have, have clouded my optimal cognitive function, if you like. And now, thankfully, I'm aware of that. And I use something that enables me to have that clear, focused, you know, um, functioning. So I don't want to lose that. I very much want that, like you said, for the rest of my life. And so for me, optimal brain function is is sharpness. You know what I mean? It is that ability to to focus in on what it is you want to focus in on right away, because I'm aware that isn't the case for everybody. And I've experienced personally how, like I say, you can you can be a bit cloudy and you can lose that ability to be really present and switched on and, and engage with what it is you're doing. So that really means a lot to me. Do you know, I can really relate to that. And I, I don't think anybody's mentioned sharpness in the context of what optimal brain health is for them personally. And I think what I find so important about your point on sharpness is there's so much within our power to enhance the sharpness in our mind or the mm -hmm. mental clarity that we're experiencing that perhaps we're not even aware of. One of the things that I've been super cognizant of recently in terms of enhancing my mental clarity is the importance of fasting mm. um, and how food or the absence of food in particular in this instance can really enhance my mental clarity uh, and I'm not being swamped by the you know the digestive mm. down, downturn that we experience when we're digesting food. <laughs> That, that reduces my my mental clarity. So I, I do think it's so important and there's so much that we can do personally um, to, to enhance it. Um, could you take us back to a time when you really didn't have that mental clarity or that sharpness where, where your world was really foggy or cloudy? Yes. So I, I think to touch on the point you made just before I do, I think you're right. I, I'm a big advocate of fasting. Um, it ties into my my knowledge that I want to share around cellular health and, and things like because everything's made of cells. So everything comes down to that in in essence. But uh, so, yes, I, I, I agree that there's some tools and some things people can do, definitely. But going back to my personal experience, yes, I mean, I don't want to paint my time in the Royal Navy as in any in a bad way, you know, because there's a lot of good that came out of my time in the armed forces. But um, I was a younger man, like I say, and uh, I hadn't learned some of the things I've learned now. And due to environmental factors, stresses, and you know, what I will say is is partly a poor diet. Um, I, I found myself, yeah, just I was still. You know, it's just a diluted version of what you could be. You know what I mean? And mm -hmm. I just felt that and even I was conscious of it. You know, you're aware in the moment that oh, I'm not firing on all cylinders. And it, it just it seems like it's just out of reach a lot of the time. And that was how I felt a lot of the time, especially when I would be away in the Navy, when you're on board. Um, you know, on, I was on Type 23 frigates, majoritively in the Gulf, um, the Arabian Gulf. And so, um, yeah, different things. Heat lack of sleep, poor diets, just all these environmental factors that played into that. And I just felt, like I say, you you could almost watch time slip by or, or days mm -hmm. go by and, and not really feel like you were there, you know, and that's the thing that I'm really, I, I'm a big advocate of, of meditation, of being present, you know, really taking the time to be here and now. And uh, yeah, I, I, I have such a, a value to that because of the fact that I feel like I've I've almost lost out on time sometimes where it's passed you by and you've not really been in the moment mm -hmm. so much. So mm -hmm. yeah, that that's the time that comes to mind when you ask that question for sure. 
And I think it's a really good point that you mentioned there, because often people think like there's a one fix for, a, you know, sharpness. If, I've, if I'm losing mental clarity, then there's going to one, be one magic pill that's going to improve it. But actually, it's a whole system of issues oh. that tend to be causing the problem. Like you mentioned diet and and um, the environment that you're in, heat and and so on, um, that all individually might be seen as a minimal impact, but collectively it can have a huge impact on your cognition and your and your mental clarity. And in order to enhance your sharpness that you're looking for, you have to address each each thing one by one. You can't just do it. You can't just apply a pill and hope that's going to fix the problem because it's not. It's not. It's going to mask the problem, and you're not addressing the root cause. So I think that's so important. And how did you? When did you notice that? You know, you're kind of wading through this soup, <laughs> and yes. you didn't have the clarity that you needed. When did you realize that you you needed to make that shift, and that you could make that shift yourself personally? Yeah, I. I don't know if there was a specific moment it's just uh, one of the things i described recently was um it, it's, it's this is going to act as a metaphor with arthritis so i had arthritic pain in my hands um from all my years of boxing and doing sports and um recently as i'm going to touch on i'm sure as the conversation progresses i i use a supplement that now enabled me to increase my cellular function and, and relieve mm -hmm. any pain that i was experiencing However, I didn't notice when it left. I, I to test this product out, I stopped using it and certain pains returned to me, some very familiar pains that have been with me for years. And it was only when things returned that I noticed what something was doing, if you see what I mean. And it's kind of similar here with the, the clarity of thought. You know, thankfully, I, I, I'm in a position now where I know what to do. Like I've got a great relationship now with my body and how I function and like I say and that applies to mental functioning as well and so I've I've played around with things I mean I've got a one-year-old son so we've been through the last 12 months or well he's nearly two so the last 18 months of sleepless nights and, and I know how you know when things present in life like I say if you have a stressful period that it does impact here or it affects you there like you said the knock-on effect of things so it's it's in witnessing things go back to where they were that I realized how far I've come moving forwards do you see what I mean uh, absolutely and I think that's such an important point and uh, I can really relate to it from something completely different is uh one for, for me we went on an elim elimination diet to understand what I was intolerant to mm -hmm. and it's typically gluten and dairy and I recently cooked some bread um, with some gluten, which was rye. <laughs> and both my husband and I had really terrible indigestion issues. Um, but we would, if we hadn't have reintroduced it back in to, yeah. to see what it was like, we wouldn't have realised how, I mean, so bad. It was terrible last night. We wouldn't want to be in the house. That's a great but... example because, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I get it entirely. <laughs> and I think it's important to notice that, isn't it, that, Often we make these shifts in our life, and we forget how because it kind of ha it kind of creeps up on us the the changes that we experience that we don't appreciate how far we've come uh, when we implement those changes. And it it's to recognise that fact that making a small shift like an introduction of a supplement 
Um, for, for some people, it might be omega-3 um, can have huge impact on your on your performance in terms of reducing inflammation and, and, and joint joint pain. Um, it can have a huge impact. And when you when you take it out, um, you really notice the pain that you were experiencing comes back again. Oh, goodness. Yes. Yeah, I can agree more. But um, like I say, I think without this wanting to sound as though younger people can't experience this, I do think for me personally, there was a, a process like, yeah. you know, you can only learn things through experiencing them, you know, and there's, don't get me wrong, I try and teach as much as I can with what I, what I share with people. But I do think some things have to be experienced. And for me, I don't think I could have had this amount of knowledge and understanding at an earlier age. I had to go through it to get the understanding. Yeah. Do you know, I think that's so true. And sometimes, you know, it doesn't matter how many times you tell uh, a younger person because we're going through that stage of development. I'm just reflecting on myself now. <laughs> um, you know, we all get told that alcohol is not good for you when you're younger, but you don't quite appreciate, um, you know, completely ignoring, don't quite appreciate it. Um, how bad it is for you until you take the time to eliminate it from your system mm. uh, and understand the cognitive performance enhancements that you can achieve when you when you do mm. uh, and, and the pain that you experience when you put it back in. So I, I, I think um, I think it's so important that we give up, maybe give youngsters a little bit of grace um, yes. be, because we all have to go through our own learning journey and um, and that's different for everybody at every age so. I so I'd love to know, you know, you you were an ex-footballer. Um, what what kind of what led you to uh, not becoming an ex-footballer? Uh, I mean, not becoming a footballer or or coming away from the professional side of life. Uh, and how did your how did your journey evolve to where you are today? Okay, so uh, I'll try and be as concise as I can. So my um, professional football experience isn't quite what maybe people listening to this might be thinking. So you might be thinking Manchester United or, you know, Arsenal or something like that. It, no, I played briefly for Cheltenham Town, who were in League One now, aren't they? But they were in League Two at the time. So it was okay. um, very close to conference level football and obviously not... Um, at the levels you see on match of the day nevertheless um as you explain as i you mentioned that didn't pan out now i could have i sometimes not regret but i i talk to people about the importance of you know holding on to dreams and passions i'm very uh, driven to follow my passions now but i do feel as though i maybe let that go and and went down a different career path where I, I could have maybe continued as you've alluded to, but I wouldn't be where I am now if that had been the case. So yeah, I left professional football. I was 18, I think at the time. And um, that led me to join the Royal Navy, as we've mentioned. Uh -huh. I spent close to six years in the Royal Navy. And, um, and my conviction when leaving the Navy was that I knew what I wanted to do, but even if I couldn't do that, I had to do things in life that I found excitement in, you know, things that I really would want to do if I was getting paid for it or not. You know what I mean? Because I didn't want to, you know, wake up and be 60 and, and realise that I've done something that I didn't actually enjoy or love for however many years of my life. So for me, I know there's, <laughs> there's the reality, the fact you've got to pay the bills, but um, I really was con convicted in in following 
passions and things that even if they didn't pay well, they they ticked another kind of important box for me, you know, internally. And thankfully, I, I, I'm very lucky. I've I've got my businesses that enable me to use sport and exercise to help people with, as we've mentioned, through social prescribing, which is all manner of um, you know health reasons people get referred, be it mental health or physical health challenges, and we use light exercise activity, socialization and different courses that we run to help people see how you can use activity and exercise to benefit your health and well-being. Um, we also work with children in schools and I'm very keen on using sport to teach life skills through the work that we do in PE, and PE lessons in schools. Um, but then, as I mentioned, I, I also represent an American biotech that are bringing to the world a breakthrough health technology that's being considered as significant as the discovery of penicillin and is still a world's first and so all of that combined just enables me to like I say remember that I I only follow passion you know what I mean and I only do things that excite me and thankfully I can still say that's true now because yeah I'm, 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 I've never been more passionate or excited about what I do than I am now. <laughs> and what what um what drove you initially into social prescribing and sports? Was that driven from your footballing career <clears throat> and you pivoted from that or did you pivot from the Navy or? It was a, it was a bit of both actually. Yeah. I've, I've always been a big advocate of, of exercise being used for other <laughs> things. Like I, I don't mind sharing that obviously whenever I've had any mental health issues or, or, you know, or being in a bad place, you know, I found that sports exercise, even, you know, group exercise would, would help break the the cloud you know what I mean and and you know I think more and more people are being aware of the fact that we all have mental health and some days are good some days aren't so good mm -hmm. some days you know or sometimes you can be in a really bad place for a for a sustained period like you can with yeah. physical health and sometimes you just need something a tool to help you move past that and so I've always used exercise in that way for myself personally through just being ingrained in sport for my whole life mm -hmm. but um but no, I came into social prescribing because I, I I learned about it. I saw how it was moving forwards and I saw how it just tied into everything that I'm so passionate about. And mm -hmm. so we thankfully have a community interest company, um, Supersport Southwest CIC, that's enabled to obviously, you know, apply for grant funding. And thankfully, the National Lottery supported us in our want to run a pilot project to show what we could do in that that hemisphere or that sphere. sphere. And um yeah, and thankfully it was really well received. We've now obviously built on that and do more. We've got some really good contracts with some local uh, PCNs and, and GP surgeries. Mm -hmm. Responses are just phenomenal. And it's really pleasing to see that what you're passionate about isn't just for you. Like it's being received the way that you want it to. And you can share that kind of personal belief that these things can help with people who maybe don't share that belief, but after a period of time with us, suddenly then do because they see what it does for them yeah and do you know I think it's so important to get people involved in exercise or sometimes it's seen as a bit of a dirty word isn't it so uh, movement um to mm. to enhance their their health and well-being because we're, we can be so sedentary mm. uh in our in today's world spending most of our time behind pcs <laughs> and it's so important that we get that opportunity to really tap into what we're innately capable of doing which is which is moving our bodies and and have to mm. um to move our bodies in, in order to regenerate our bodies and also mm. make sure that we get the best out of our bodies and our minds as well 
Yes. So I, I love that. I'd love to dive into the um, the technology that you um, have dipped your toe in and now, and now yes, fully yeah, I'll just, I'll just in. Like, literally demonstrate what it is <laughs> on the screen, but I'll talk some more, of course. Yeah. Uh, uh, how did you um, hear about it and what, what inspired you to, to get involved in the first place? And then we'll dive into the technology itself. Yeah, well, again, this relates to football. Um, an ex-Manchester United player that I know in the US, a man called Dave Bradley, um, reached out to me. Well, OK, so long story behind this. Uh, I can't sit still. Um, so it, lockdown was a bit of a, a, a torture for me, you know, being told you can't go out and work, you can't go and see people. But people I know that were desperate for our work, but we were having our hands tied. So the best thing I thought we could do was was kind of, as you've done, host a podcast, which enabled us to at least connect with people virtually and have the similar conversations around sport and exercise and how they can benefit health and well-being via conversations. And it was it was really well received and I really enjoyed it. One of the people I wanted to get on was Dave because he's an ex-Manchester United player now living in the US. We connected and got on really well. We never actually got him on our podcast, but he and I had a number of calls and zooms just to get to know one another and he was the man that just said look have you heard of this before because he's in the US where he knows of it many do but I hadn't and I realized that nobody had in the UK and it was I mean just to give people a bit of understanding it's the world's first and only cell signaling uh, technology or supplement that sits in the field of redox signaling. I'll break it all down in a moment. Yeah. Nevertheless, because of my background in sport, because of my want to always further my knowledge as to how to maximise this this body, this thing that we have that we're 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 walking around in, I wanted to learn more. And I've got to admit, I, I started from a point of scepticism, which I have no opposition to. I, I love sceptics because they'll question things and they'll you know, follow the information. Cynics, obviously, <laughs> it will dismiss, but skeptics at least will follow the uh, the information. And that's what I did. I read the studies. I learned about the history of the product, the validation from the third party labs, the trials that have been done. And I realized it was unlike anything I'd seen before. And I'd spent, you know, a lifetime in sport with all manner of supplements coming and going, through, you know, yeah, through yeah. wars. And so, yeah, it was just intrigue that led me to to learn about it. But then, you know, I saw some things that I couldn't unsee. And I'm one of those people that, I don't know, different people, you know, everybody's different. Some people, when I introduce this to them, they, they, they love it. It has great results for them, but they keep it to themselves. And that's completely fine. I, I don't begrudge anyone that. But when I know what this can do and then I hear that a friend's mum has got diagnosed with something or somebody's just suffered a really bad injury or or brain health, whatever it might be, I can't not tell people because I'd hate to know that I could have helped and I chose not to. So I went on a mission to um, to try and help people find this, help the UK learn about this because it's still very, very, very underrepresented here in the UK despite being a 14-year established company and technology with all this science to back it all up um and so that's what i've been tasked with now in partnership with the company asia is to find others in the uk that can help drive the growth of this and the awareness of this here in in the uk mm. and I, I i'm really excited about it because being a being a comms officer in my um reservist capacity is communication is everything <laughs> um, yes, because it's, it's very easy to, to to look at just a systems or cells in isolation um, mm. and not and not look at the communication channels that are necessary 
to ensure those cells function. So I'd, I'd love for you to dive. I've given a very high overview of that in the comms, <laughs> but I'd love to, for you to dive into it, would you, if you wouldn't mind a little bit in the, how the science works or how it actually yeah. physically works in our body. Yeah, of course. And I, I, I love the, the metaphor, if you like. And, and you're right, the, the human body is probably the most complex communication network on Earth. And so something that amplifies that communication is obviously going to be well received. I normally do just quite a, a basic narrative at this point. So I'll, I'll do that and, and jump in if you need me to stop. Yeah. This, this narrative begins in 98, actually. Well predates my involvement with this company, of course. Um, but in 1998, a double Nobel Prize was awarded for not the discovery, but the understanding of what these certain molecules within the body do, these signaling molecules. And so what was learned is that redox molecules and other signaling molecules within the body enable cells to communicate with neighboring cells. They go a lot deeper than that as, as well in terms of gene expression and DNA, but this is essentially understanding that these molecules that are produced at the point of ATP creation, which mm -hmm. pre-98 were thought to be a waste product. I mean, it's a bit naive to think we've got trillions of these molecules in every human on the planet that are doing nothing, that were a waste product. But what was learned in 98 is that they're not a waste product. In fact, they're probably as important as the ATP um, that's created at the same time, which is to enable cellular communication and gene expression, etc. It's estimated without redox molecules in, in your body, you die within three seconds. So Wow, um, that's, that, that's really key. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't worry, you're not going to lose them all overnight. No, but I, mean, I think it's really important that they're considered a waste molecule. And oh, actually, yeah. without them, we'd die in three seconds. Yeah, that's what's been learned since 98, of course. But what was also learned in 98 is worth mentioning is that post-puberty, we lose our production of these molecules at about a rate of 1% a year. I mean, without wanting to sound too morbid, we're all programmed to start ageing from puberty onwards. We're mm -hmm. all slowly declining you won't feel it at that age of course but by the time you get to your late 30s early 40s you're starting to appreciate that you are aging and things are slowing down and so what happened at post that nobel prize award was that a biotech race ensued to see if anyone could do what was deemed impossible which was to stabilize these molecules outside the body inside the body they're they're classed as reactive oxygen species they're very fleeting they're used within split seconds because they're, they're where they need to be and they, they're used for that function. So obviously stabilizing them outside the body was a was deemed to be an impossible feat. But an atomic medical physicist by the name of Dr. Gary Samuelson achieved that feat. And um, he, he he stabilized them. I don't I don't know how he did how he did it, but obviously it's all patent protected, the trade secrets and all that behind it uh, verify what this is. And thankfully it's all third party validated now that it's mm -hmm. Being produced on a on a large scale and so the company i now represent hold that technology they're the only company in the world that still have the patents and the technologies to produce stable redox signaling molecules that are native to the body they're already in us outside the body these molecules are made from the cellular environment saline sodium chloride hydrogen and oxygen mm. um, and so when you use this supplement that i've i've held up you're mm. returning to your body the very molecules it already knows it already produces but it just produces less of than it may be used to and so you don't digest or metabolize this once it's into the bloodstream which it will get absorbed even in the mouth as you consume it and also via the mucosa and the dietary uh, tract it'll um it'll then just be into the bloodstream and the body will put it to use where it's needed. And what we see is that 
as you're probably aware, when you have oxidative stress or any sort of illness or injury or disease within the body, there are neighboring cells that are still healthy, signaling for immune response, inflammatory response, or whatever the body needs to do. And all this does is it amplifies the Wi-Fi signal within the body. It, it enables that signal to be heard loud and clear, fast and efficient. So the body, this this doesn't perform any miracles. It's your body that does, but it just empowers your body to, to operate more efficiently. And we see some amazing things of course around some very significant health challenges and i'm aware that we have to be compliant because of the fact this isn't a drug so we can't make medical claims we can't claim this is a cure or a treatment for anything mm -hmm. um but we see some amazing things and uh yeah like i say this is 14 years this has been around in the us and around the world it's just the uk hasn't really uh, grasped it as yet and that's where my want comes in because I don't want people in the UK to not know what is out there. I think it's so important though to recognise it's an enabler on the battlefield. Yes. So it's an essential enabler. It's like you say, if you don't have communications between all of your respective I'm just going to use a military analogy. Military. Um, all your respective soldiers across your battlefield that's going on in your body, whether that's battle of inflammation, a battle of whatever it happens to be. Normally, it, the root causes, you know, in, there's inflammation somewhere in your body. Mm. It is to make sure that your soldiers that are, need to get the vital equipment or the vital uh, weapon systems to fight that battle get it efficiently and effectively so your logistics chain is working super well mm. um, but you're communicating with all of your commanders across the different parts of your body so that they send the right equipment logistics send the right equipment the soldiers know how to use the equipment you know all of that it's just oh. it's the comms isn't it oh, it's a superb analogy system. it's a really good metaphor and i think you're right it is it, it's that in, in essence i mean if you if you i mean most people are aware that every human body produces you know unfortunately cancerous cells and and different things oxidative stress is going if you imagine that battlefield but larger than anything you can imagine because we're talking of trillions and trillions of cells and every now yeah. and then a little fire pops up somewhere now if it's not dealt with it can spread and obviously cause an issue but if the signal's loud and clear from the person who spots the fire to the team that have got the tools that are needed to put out the fire, you know, that's the immune system, let's say, yeah. you know, they can come and bring what's needed, quickly put that out, it turns to nothing. But if it's yeah. left undetected for a long time or the signal isn't loud and clear, that yeah. spreads and before you know it, it becomes something very significant. Yeah, you've only got one bar on your phone rather than four bars or five bars. Again, another so. great analogy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'd love to know if you can share some stories, please, um, around this because... What I find super fascinating about this is because it is a communications system that, it, it, you know, an enabler enhances everything that goes on in your body, is that it's complementary to all of the nutritional uh, supplementation that we do. It complements all in interventions because it, because it supports the communication channels and, it, and, and uh, amplifies it. So could you just give some um you know some insights into what you've seen some case yes. studies that you've observed or you've witnessed yeah and and just before i do to touch on that point you it, it, you're 100 right and that's why i'm so passionate about this is because 
this, you know, medication, nutrition, this complements it, as you've said, and how we describe that as a, another metaphor is that, you know, if you're on a building site, you want to create a structure, you get the materials, of course, you need the, and if you can get the, the best materials, of course, you're going to build a better house if you've got the highest quality sand and cement and bricks and all this. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the labour to put it to use, then they're just going to sit there as a pile of bricks. And thankfully, this is the first time you can supplement that side of it that puts things to use. And so obviously, if you complement this with good nutrition and good diet and other things, you'll be putting those things to use as, as best as you can. But anyway, to go back to the um, the, the original question, I, I reached out actually because knowing we'd have this conversation um, to a lady called Danielle Matthews, who I can introduce you to another time, Ruth, who um, oh, I love that her story is around brain health and what this did for her. Now, obviously I've got a number of stories around a number of different health challenges, a, a lot that are um, closer to home than, than Danielle's is because she's in the US. Um, you know, some of my close friends have had some very significant results, but I'll just share with you Danielle's story. She was hit by a drunk driver and wow. um, suffered uh, obviously a severe, well, brain injury that after being released from hospital and she was um I think she was in a coma for a period of time she was diagnosed with um post-concussive syndrome or, or I can't remember the, the the name of the um the condition that she was suffering with but it amounted to her lack of focus um couldn't literally if there's any background noise in any environment she couldn't operate or, or 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 you know just be in that environment because of the fact that there was too much going on too much stimulation but at the same mm -hmm. time she couldn't hold a focus to what it is she did want to do and she spent two years I think it was in a position of continual migraines this lack of ability to focus but at the same time overstimulated by all the exterior you know she couldn't listen to music because there's too much going on in one piece of music to three mm -hmm. or four instruments was too many for her to comprehend and she spent two years in this position with, um, you know, this severe kind of condition to the point where the, her, her specialist had said, look, whatever healing your body's going to have achieved, it, it's achieved now. This is your new normal. And um, she couldn't accept that, unfortunately. No, I don't blame her. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I think it's, a, yeah, yeah, anyway. So, yeah, I hate to imagine what that must have been like. But nevertheless, she went on a bit of a mission to find what was out there and she's she's literally phoned me yesterday and explained that when she was introduced to this she thought as many do as i did that it's too good to be true you can't you know produce these molecules and they have this much of an effect and because it's produced from saline i think it's uh, it's a load of rubbish but anyway her mother and father said look we'll buy it you just use it and they'd seen some amazing results her mother and father so she she actually said to me that uh, she agreed to do it to prove them wrong because she was adamant that they were getting, um, you know, mistaken and it was a placebo effect that they were feeling. But nevertheless, she stuck with it. And yeah, anyway, massive differences over obviously a period of time. It's always worth remembering and reminding people of this. This isn't a cure. This isn't a treatment. And so you're empowering the body to heal. And that takes time. Sometimes there's a process involved and the body doesn't just flick a switch and suddenly everything's put right it, it has to work to put things right but um yeah she saw that her migraines um went after i think she said like something like 30 days then she started witness and and now you wouldn't know she'd had any issues i mean i've met her uh, we met in las vegas last year she's 
an amazing woman with so much energy and just so vibrant and full of, she was speaking on the stage in front of 3,000 odd people in, in Las Vegas about you know wow. her journey. And she's thankfully done very well in sharing this with, as you'd imagine she would with her story. Um, but yeah, she's she's completely and 100% recovered. And I've seen the car that she was in and, and that's a feat in itself when you've seen the, um, the accident she, she emerged from. So yeah, her story was very moving, but then she's one of hundreds of thousands. And that's what frustrates me to some degree is that those people should come from this country sometimes, but unfortunately mm-hmm. we've only shared it with a handful of people so far. Mm-hmm. And do you have any other story? You mentioned stories a bit closer to home. Do you have any stories you're authorized to share from a bit closer yeah. to home locally because her story sounds fantastic and obviously she's shared it yeah. to in Las Vegas a wonderful place that I've been to as well so um are there any stories that you can share close to home in the UK that, that yeah yeah so the, the, I mean there's a number that spring to mind our, our, my friend Joe um he unfortunately when before I was even introduced to this he he had cancer unfortunately and um he was left as a result of the cancer um paralyzed um from the waist down because the 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 cancer he had was in his spine and although it's a rare place for it to originate it wasn't actually a rare form of cancer it's just unfortunate where it was anyway i didn't have a seer at this point i know what this can do around that disease but like i say it's it wasn't the case and i only was introduced to this after joe was released from hospital and um when he came back, he he's shared this with many people that his battle to deal with the, the the recovery from the chemo, radiotherapy, surgery, the paralysis, the, the the functioning of his body and how it had changed internally post surgery was a bigger battle. He says than the cancer itself, which, mm-hmm. like I say, I think you can comprehend, but it's hard to imagine sometimes because we all hear cancer and think the worst. But nevertheless. This was his journey. And after he was released from hospital, his body reached like a saturation point of healing. Like he had pressure sores on hips and his sacrum that he just couldn't heal. They'd been there for months and months. And he had district nurses coming out to him, changing the um, the dressing every couple of days. They were on a rotor. So it would be one for two days, then another one for two days and, and so on. And um, and it went on for months and these wounds weren't healing. You know, circulation. I just want to pause you on that because I've worked in the healing space, um, previous company that I was um, working for. And it's it's very distressing for the people that have the wounds to have open sores and wounds it's very labor intensive to keep going out and dressing the wounds and making sure that they're you know your the dressing needs to be appropriate to support wound healing as well Mm -hmm. um so the, the cost implications of that um and the emotional implications and 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 economic implications mm. uh, for for that person can be huge as well as the uh, you know the mental health challenges that they might experience well, that. I'm glad you've mentioned all of that because I think sometimes when you say you know Joe's recovered from cancer but pressure sores are the issue it seems as though it's it's you know not as significant and yet you're right it, it's not just a physical thing it gets you down like I say and it did Joe because he spent months you know you know he's he survived you know and that that should be a celebration and yet 
he's probably feeling worse after you know everything than he was you know pre you know diagnosis so so yeah and also I'm sorry I just want to pause you because I'm just want to dive in on this is his cancer was the primary focus but then he had a secondary issue as an outcome is of the treatment of the primary issue Mm. um and and that can be hugely uh wearing (laughs) on the body because you created a secondary problem that wasn't previously there exactly yes yeah so this was his life and um he i think you know five or six months may have passed and he was you know in this position and like i say i saw him quite regularly and i knew what how it was affecting him and it was one of those dilemmas that I was in because I'd not long been introduced to a CR. I'd, I'd previously given it to an, uh, my mother and father. They saw some really good results. My friend Martin, who had been discharged from the Navy mm-hmm. with chronic back pain, he'd seen amazing results. And what it did for him is another story. But I was I was reticent to share with Joe because I didn't want him to think I was trying to, you know, um, take advantage of his, his, his plight and where he was. But at the same time, you know, I I resided to decide that I couldn't not say anything. I'd rather him, you know, get offended at my offering than me not offer at all. Do you see what I mean? So what I did, thankfully, was me and another associate with this here got a number of free free samples to give to him and not enough to sustain him for a long period of time, but enough for him to at least trial the products and see if it helped. And thankfully, he witnessed, he's one of the people, we often see the more pronounced your health challenge, the quicker you see the results, because that's where the body's prioritizing the healing anyway. Um, So within four days, he had witnessed, you know, he felt the benefits of this and what it was doing. But the the most like kind of comprehensive kind of um, description I can give is that those district nurses that were on that rotor, when I think he, let's say he started on on the Monday and by the following Thursday, when the the district nurse had come back to him and say, they they were all then asking, what have you done? What have you done differently in the last 10 days or seven days, however long it was since they last saw him? Because his pressure sores started healing so fast that, this is going to, I'm sorry to get a bit graphic here. Um, No, no, it's fine. Just a health warning to people listening. One of of his sores, he had like an under the skin infection and Uh they had to actually keep that sore open to enable the um the infection let's say to to escape or or to come out even though his body had got to the point where it was ready to heal it now and this was three sores in the space of two or three weeks had gone from open wounds as you've described for months to gone you know like i say and three one of them had to be kind of helped to stay open so that they could get the um let's say pus or whatever it was out of out of him before enabling the the wound to close fully and so that was like right in front of our eyes you know we're seeing this happen and so it was for me like you know a very poignant and and visual description of what this is doing and that's worth mentioning with this because often we don't visually see it. it when you introduce people to this it's always well, how do you feel? And you've got, you don't witness, you know, your liver functioning improving if you have a liver issue or your pancreas or wherever these molecules are being put to use internally, you don't mm-hmm. see it. You just hope they're doing what you want them to do and you hope your body's re- recovering and then you start to maybe feel a bit better. But for Joe, we could actually <laughs> sit there and watch and, and see over a, a period of, you know, a couple of weeks what was going on and how his body was responding. 
Mm. So, do you know I love you that you shared that story eh? because I can massively relate to it <laughs> um, from the work I've done previously on looking at wounds but but also because it opens up the opportunity doesn't it for people who so many thousands of people whatever they may, age may happen to be who who have chronic wounds mm. um, that are not healing properly um, the opportunity to empower their own bodies to heal potentially heal faster yeah. Um, but but also, you know, for people with compromised immune systems, of which there are many, and let's just look at, you know, the situation they're experiencing with COVID and long COVID is where people are very vulnerable from a immune system compromise, as he would have been himself, have been, having had was, drink, yes. you know, cancerous, uh, cancer therapy, um, that although your immune system may be compromised, it's still there. Mm. <laughs> And, it, and if you give it a little bit of helping hand um, that is a natural helping hand and not something that's going to induce even more side effects, um, which is often the case with some of the medical interventions that people like, like let's just take cancer and chemotherapy. Mm. That's, you know, it's probably the most har harmful in the in the person as well as, you know, killing the cancer. It absolutely mm. depletes you. But but a but an approach that can actually amplify your own internal immune system mechanisms um, to help those that are compromised to, to experience a, an element of recovery that would never have been possible. Precisely. And that's that's the beauty of this. Uh, as you mentioned, that this is native to the body. It even goes beyond natural. You know, blueberries are natural but your body doesn't produce blueberries. You know what I mean? You no. still have to break them down and take what you can out of them and then obviously process the rest as waste. Whereas this, none of it's waste. It's all already in you. Your body knows what it is. So it doesn't have to break it down. It doesn't have to digest it. it it's absorbed into the bloodstream and just put to use. The closest way I describe it to people is that it, it's similar to blood. You know, if you need a blood transfusion, as long as you get the right type of blood, A negative, B positive, whatever you yeah. are, as soon as it's in you, your body, other than filtering it, will put it to use. You know, and it's the same as, as same as this. It doesn't need to be broken down. It's also worth mentioning at that point when you mentioned about open wounds and, you know, topical, if you like. We do also have, and I've only got a mini tube with me, a sample tube of um, the skin gel called Renew yeah. 28. And so it's it's essentially all it is 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 this in a suspended gel so that you can apply it topically. And so externally you know, around pain. I mean, it is marketed as a beauty product. It's called Renew 28 because at our optimum, skin cells turn over every 28 days. Yeah. So as anyone who's interested in beauty knows, if you can proliferate skin cell turnover, you're obviously going to maintain healthier skin. Mm -hmm. um, but thankfully, as we found over the, I think it's been on the market for about nine years, the Renew 28 gel is that it's got many applications, and one of which being around pain um and and you know discomfort and so what we see is that and joe experienced from using this gel externally as well is that it goes to work very fast it's it's it doesn't get as deep it doesn't go to the root cause as you mentioned with the um the supplement but it will um interact with the localized blood flow and the uh, and the pain receptors wherever it's supplied and so you witness pain relief where it's been applied and uh, it also obviously um, enhances that skin cell turnover rate so that you heal and recover and mm -hmm. uh, see benefits externally. So yes, when we introduce people to this, I try and encourage them to have a experience with both products because even if you don't feel the 
the inner workings, like the internal responses to the, the supplement, we know it is going to work from the minute you use it. You just might not outwardly feel it. But if you've got the gel as well and you apply it to your face or some scar tissue or uh, an injury or whatever, you'll probably see that go to work very quickly. And then, you know, well, if that's doing that topically, what must the supplement be doing internally? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm super curious you might not know the answer to this but um you know you mentioned when you put the gel on that it's very localized because it only goes to a local part of your body and it, it, if you apply the context in obviously ingesting it um mm. it would you mentioned it's not localized if you ingest it because it gets pushed into your bloodstream but then how do you have to have like a dose level that you need to reach in order to kind of um populate your whole system so because it kind of tra- it would travel wouldn't it so it's yeah kind yeah of like, I, I know i know where you're you know going I mean? with this and, and yes i know what you mean so so firstly it's worth mentioning you can't overdose on this you can't be allergic to this um it, as i said every human on the planet won't respond i mean it can promote a detox reaction sometimes in people because you know that's and that although might not be pleasant is an example of what this is doing it, it this upregulates glutathione production by 800 percent, for example nevertheless wow. I'm going off topic here and I could go into the studies that show you all of this. But no, to go back to your original question. Um, so there's a there's a dosage guideline that we would say that the a maintenance dose for just, you know, any, every day is, mm-hmm. is a 60 mil. Um, you, it comes with a little shot glass, a 60 mil shot in the morning, a, a 60 mil shot in the evening. You can do more than that. And often people with, you know, pronounced health challenges will. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it, that's the, the maintenance dose. Um, and with the skin gel, obviously, you just apply it liberally, however you like. I would say that <laughs> this is very, very, very like minute. So you can't obviously see these molecules. You know, they're, they're molecules. <laughs> it looks like water when you consume it. But in a single drop, there's estimated. Oh, this is the wrong notepad. I've got a different notepad. I think it's something like a trillion molecules in a single drop of a cereal. Wow. So there's a and this is obviously worth mentioning. This is it's so infinitesimal like this the size that we're referring to here you know cells you know are tiny you know everything's made of cells and yet you can't see them but these are the 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 molecules that can penetrate the cell wall and get into the cell so we're talking you know very minute uh, molecules and so there's a a lot in every single if you take 60 mil it's you know a, a fair amount of these molecules going in even though a lot of people will drink more than that when they really want to What's the word I'm looking at? Expedite results. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I want to go back to your friend Joe, yes. um, who who lost a movement in his lower limbs um, from, was it Joe who lost? Yeah, Joe, yeah. Yeah. Um, have there been any um, anything that people have noticed in terms of where, there ha- where the perhaps the spinal cord hasn't been broken but has been damaged, that they've noticed enhancements in in the in the mobility of people who have previously lost their limb movement is that something maybe going a bit too far in the context of no but this i I love questions like this because i i have a kind of like way of answering this that i hope will encourage people to do what i've done which is go on a bit of a learning journey firstly i should say with joe he was given a prognosis when he left hospital that he would what was the description he said he should expect to um potentially over the next 10 years regain around about i think he said five percent 
you know, movement or feeling in his lower limbs. But this is a, a process over 10 years. Mm-hmm. And he he went and um, obviously after being on a C and Joe's been on a CNL for over a year, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been measured as receive, uh, as experiencing more than 10 percent in just. Uh, a, a number of months you know so wow it's, it's nothing to do with this here of course it's his body of course but yeah he's experienced better results than he was you know expected to receive in a decade in an, a number of months so you know that's one thing that um it's helped with and there are i mean again i can go very deep where i can at least share some studies around um gene expression so for example we've done a, a double blind placebo controlled trial with uh Torre labs who do a lot of the work for um, Ancestry.com to measure gene expression. And um, again, it it goes very deep into gene pathways and things like NRF2 pathways and and all of this. But when you follow these gene transcription factors and pathways, some relate to spinal injury and spinal mobility. And so you can see that actually there's categorical evidence that gene expression is improved Onosia redox in certain measured and marked genes, and some of those pathways linked to things such as spinal health or you know mobility, and and linked to all sorts of manner of different things, and um, one of which is the NRF two pathway, which is um, obviously very important. So yeah, that there's that, and then the second part of this answer, I know it's a bit of a long window. No, I think this is fascinating. I think we could talk for hours on this because there's so many questions. I definitely could. I don't know if everyone wants to listen to it or not, but there you go. But um, but no, um, sorry, going back to my original point. Whenever anyone's got a specific request because i won't ever prescribe this as a drug or a treatment for anything i'll just say look this will empower your body i encourage people to go to two places one is a if you've got facebook a facebook group called asia healthy self and i'll put this in the notes yeah yeah please do it's got two hundred and thirteen thousand members currently it's obviously growing as the company grows and it's just a testimonial site so people don't try and do anything other than just share their experiences there but if you go onto that page, because it's been around for some time now, you can type into the search bar spinal or, or or anything, you know, think of a health challenge that you may have. And there'll be somebody somewhere around the world that is wanting to share their experiences and what they've been through and how it's benefited them that you can read and even reach out to because most people are happy to share and talk more about it. So that's one thing I would say. And then the second thing is completely independent of, of the company ASEA. Um, you've probably heard of PubMed and most people, yeah. you know, especially those with a medical or scientific understanding have heard of PubMed, www.pubmed.gov, International Library for Scientific Literature and Publications. And um, you can search in PubMed redox signaling. That's the area of science that this sits in. But you get lost. There's over 600,000 yeah. now studies or trials on, on what redox signaling is. But you can also search redox signaling and cancer, for example, or redox signaling and, you know, diabetes, whatever it is. And although this won't tell you anything of a seer, what it will do is it if you you can read the material and it's sometimes quite hard to comprehend, but it will show you what role redox signaling plays in that disease or illness or health condition. So if you know redox signaling is responsible for this within cancer or whatever, then you draw your own conclusions as to, well, if an increase in redox molecules would do this. Do you see what I mean? Now, I'm asking people to put join the dots themselves there, but there is an element of that needed here because we won't 
tell you it will do X, Y, or Z. It's up to you to kind of think that for yourself and then give it a try. Go, going to the back to the fact that it's enabler, which is my next question, is that you know in the context of drug delivery and and drug discovery, um, I kind of want to flip it. <laughs> is that because it because it amplifies the you know communication channels that you've got in your body already is there an opportunity for the quantity of drugs that are prescribed to be reduced or for for the product to demonstrate that actually um it the the negative impact of that drug you know because it's amplifying the signaling pathways isn't it so if you're having a negative benefit from that drug that it amplifies it brings that to light faster yeah to know that that's that drug is not suitable for you if that makes sense yeah unfortunately for some people that is the case isn't it and i i'm always i'm a massive advocate you know a serious side of as you I've talked about with the social prescribing element of trying to find natural holistic solutions to problems before needing to turn to pharmaceuticals the least the less pharmaceuticals i can introduce to me the better that's how i see it yeah i agree but we've seen many many instances of people yes witnessing how their body absorbs because it what's the expression with nutrition and it's true of medication as well it's not what you put in it's what you absorb you know people take glutathione you know which is an antioxidant as a supplement Mm -hmm. If you only absorb 10% of it, it's not doing you that much use. That's why I'm I'm big with a serum on, on antioxidants, because it upregulates the body's own production of glutathione, which then does get put to use. So, yeah, yeah we've seen many people lessen their need for medication after being put on. Or supplement. Or supplement. Yes, yeah, because it, they're achieving. And the body's an amazing machine. It can do a lot more than you probably give it credit for mm-hmm. when powered correctly. And you don't necessarily need to rely on X, Y and Z because... You know, you didn't when you were a toddler or when you were in your teens, you know, and then suddenly, you know, you realize, oh, I've got a deficit of this or this. It, it, it's, it's maybe the body not doing what it used to be capable of. But that's what this is hopefully enabling you to um, to achieve. So, yeah, that's what we've seen. Um, there was another point I was going to say, but it's left me now. But, yeah, I'm I'm a big advocate, as we've mentioned around. And I think we discussed this off record about how, you know, Western culture if you like we we maybe are a bit reactive wait for something to present then go and search for a cure there aren't cures you know it's not a cure it's it's something that will maybe help you overcome but it often leads to a side effect or another you know thing being presented Mm -hmm. and dealing with that as well as we've mentioned whereas prevention as you know prevention is better than cure however as i've said to you Cure is sexier than prevention, isn't it? People uh, love to just think there's one pill that can just fix everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think the key thing on this one is you're in leveraging the power of your own internal super system that has had uh, millions of years of evolution to demonstrate that it is it is effective and that it won't do, you know, it, it's not likely to do itself harm because otherwise it, we wouldn't be here. Um, so it's got far more clinical trials from an evolutionary perspective um, than any drug on the planet. Um, so it's really leveraging your your system um, to allow it to, to do its thing. What are, what are the big challenges um, here in the UK um, um, to, to get it to market um, okay, from your so, perspective? Yeah, so from my perspective, one of the, one of the bigger challenges is 
<laughs> without wanting to stereotype people or, or or sound you know dismissive but it's kind of like conditioning like kind of social conditioning as we've mentioned mm -hmm. i think you know not there's a growing number and i think more and more people are being aware of the importance of preventative health and you know and doing things before and getting ahead of what's to come but we mm -hmm. are still guilty to some degree of you know relying very heavily on the nhs knowing that it'll always be there for us so if something happens don't worry they'll fix me and mm -hmm. getting people to think well why wait for that thing to, to to come you know yes many people do find this as a as a treatment for something they're dealing with but once you've experienced it and you know what this does in terms of preventative health you you probably want to continue with it as i do um the other thing is just the, the way it's brought to market when this was um when this was first you know, kind of uh, unveiled and um, and launched in America. Firstly, it's worth mentioning that the founder of this company, Verdis Norton, had no intention of bringing it to market himself or launching a company as we now represent. It was on the table to be sold to a big pharmaceutical company. Um, but Verdis Norton realized that if sold, it probably wouldn't have made it to the light of day. It was probably going to get shelved. And so, and that was by the conditions of the sale, it was withdraw it from the test group, withdraw it from people who know of this so that we can potentially, and this is just all speculation, of course, we can't know, but um, that's what he decided not to take a chance on. So he walked away from a very, very big deal, of course, to mm -hmm. bring it to market himself at 67. He came out of retirement and founded this company with his own money. And so wow. that's what it's taken yeah, this is why it's taken so much it's time. Another, it's think. another Kentucky Fried Chicken story, but for the good of people, Ralph. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Another Colonel Sanders. Hey, but um, yeah, so he, um, and so this is it. This is why we're not backed by a multi-billion dollar, you know, pharmaceutical company and, and why it's taken time to grow into 35 countries worldwide. Yeah. This year have now done over a billion dollars in sales in the last year. Wow. But um, but still, it's still small comparatively to where it will be and, and and other you know big biotechs etc um and so yeah it, it and it also needs representation you know this is why i said I, i'm looking for people in the uk that can learn about this understand it and help me drive the growth of it because it doesn't do well just sat on shelves people walk past this bottle going well, what the now's that you know cell signaling supplement and so it doesn't really resonate or or people don't know what it is so it needs advocacy it needs somebody to speak on its behalf and, and share the inevitable answers to questions that are going to come when that's introduced to you so that's the biggest challenge is and, and it mainly stems around education I suppose and information and that's mm -hmm. where thankfully I find most of my passion because you know this is this is my light reading for when I'm not um, <laughs> when I'm not at all with you this is just all about the redox biology so um yeah <laughs> uh, I love that and I'm super excited about you know being a scientist in my background is the is how we can use this to really empower people to change the health state of the nation um, for those that are really struggling with with chronic conditions or acute conditions where recovery is is hampered in whatever way and also for those that uh, in the performance space want to uh, enhance their performance uh, uh, yeah. and be far better at what they do you know take the sports industry um, uh, by using what's inherently part of our own uh, system so I'm so excited about it um, Jamie I know we've talked about you know redox a lot but that's why I really wanted you to come on the show um, uh, what what advice would you give to anybody who wants to learn more about this, you know, 
um, what would you say to anyone who's struggling with a chronic condition, thinks it could be, the, you know, they've got the power within their own body and mind to fix it and they want to learn more about this? Yeah, I would say reach out. I, I'm no salesman. So, you know, I will spend as long as needed with any individual or group that I can present to to give the, the quality information somebody needs to to learn more first and then obviously make a decision to give it a try. But, you know, one of the things I see it do um, offer is a 30 day money back empty bottle money back guarantee. So you can actually try it even for, you know, we do encourage people to give their body that time that I mentioned earlier. So 90 days is kind of the time that we would say mm-hmm. 90% of people see results, understand what this is doing after 90 days. Most people are a lot quicker than that, of course. You know, I was sooner than that. You know, everybody I've introduced has probably seen results quicker than that. But to just give it that time because you are initiating a process and, and your body needs time to obviously, you know, enact that process and see the results. But um, no, is to reach out to me. Like I say, you, you can see at the bottom my contact details. LinkedIn is obviously a good place to get me, but uh, I'm happy to, you know, share emails and phone numbers if you'd like me to read those out or anything like that. I'll, I'll read them out. So just go to Jamie Thompson on LinkedIn. You can find him there, T-H-O-M-S-O-N and Jamie, J-A-M-I-E, or visit him at jamietompson.redoxlifescience.com or supersportsouthwest.com and that will all be in the show notes as well. So do reach out to Jamie. Jamie, honestly, I've had so much fun. I know we didn't even get to the five pillars of brain health, but um, (laughs) I'd love to come have you back on the show. I'm loving, uh, looking forward to trying this and and seeing the benefits from myself because I know we (laughs) haven't done that yet and and catching up with you. I appreciate my journey and any other journeys that, that people have had. Uh, and I will say, just finally before we wrap up, just just if it's of interest, in speaking with Danielle Matthews from the US, who obviously had her, her brain injury, I, I put it to her that maybe that uh, she could come on if you would like to speak with her also. So she's absolutely, up absolutely, I'd love to have her on to share her share her brain health journey and uh, and the recovery that she she went to through the intervention that she took using this particular product that be super super helpful and super insightful and really looking forward to staying connected and uh, uh, and working with you so thank you very much for coming on the show Jamie thanks for having me oh no you're most welcome remember everyone this show is all about brain health unchaining your pain you are not stuck with the brain you have or indeed with the body that you have and Jamie's been here to show us how kindly talking about the Redux product thank you I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to like and share this episode and leave a review on my website or on Apple Podcasts. If you're looking for opportunities to optimise your brain health or unchain your pain from a past trauma, make sure you visit my website www.ruthmaryallen.com and use the code PODCAST10 at checkout to get 10% off all programs. And always remember, you are not stuck with the brain you have. You have the power to make it better. You have the power to unchain your pain and optimise your brain power and performance so that you can win back energy and time doing what you love.